Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer. In studio today, Travis Waldstein, Air Surgeon and Air Conditioning, um, Accounts of Bluffs. What's the latest, sir? We made it through a pretty nasty heat wave. It's uh, been five Mondays this week. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, Monday's no different than any other day. It's only your perception, right? Yeah, that, that's right. But when you have five of them in a week, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> I am uh, really curious about the guest you brought in today because I, if, if we can talk at all about anything that has to do with the trades, I'm going to be surprised. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you're you're right. So no, uh, no, no. You're 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 right on it. But you know what? Every once in a while, you gotta you gotta switch stuff up a little. Okay, bit. it's all good. You know. All right. You know, we could we could talk about Iowa Sunrise beer. We could talk Swarm beer. We can talk. You know why I was better in Nebraska in football. You know we can always talk. There's always time to talk about that kind scoreboard. Of stuff. So, uh, yeah, eight <laughs> out of ten. So. <sighs> <laughs> Tony with ThinkSpace IT is here today, Hello. and uh, he is a uh, not a Hawkeye fan. No, definitely not. No, no, no. no. But that, but that's, but that's all right. But he does. He listens to this, and I also know that he listens to Nebraska Hawks Nest every once in a while. Does he? He's got to find what the enemy's doing. You know. Yeah. Spot I, I gotta. You know. I gotta keep a keep a keep an eye on. On what the Hawkeyes are doing there. You know what they say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Right. That's what he's <laughs> trying to do. I mean, we all know how, how that works. Yeah, I've so. almost made it through a full 10 minutes. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that streak's not lasting very long. So, I, I mean, I suppose I can make all kinds of jokes about just exactly what happens to a person that turns them into a Husker fan, but I um, I, I don't know. I, we're, at, we're at that... Uh, standing right at the gates of what could happen or not happen with Nebraska football right now. Um, I, if I was a Husker fan, I'd be optimistic. I think that Matt Rule's a good coach it, it, for college. Yeah. He sucks in the pros, but I think he's a very good college coach. Oh, well, Nick Saban sucked as a pro coach, too. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. I, I lo- not, not comparing Rule to Saban, I'm just saying. No, if, if Saban doesn't leave LSU, we're not talking about Alabama right now. Exactly. We're talking about LSU being probably the greatest team of all time. Uh, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, but now they got Alabama, and now... Are, are you trying to tell me that uh, it wasn't the coaching of Gene Chizik that won uh, Auburn the national championship? No, it was Cam Newton. <laughs> Scam Newton. I, I, I agree to that. You know, you, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You know, he was all about the cash. You know, but now it's legal, so you know it's called nil. So no kidding. Yeah. Well, it's I, and I did they grandfather everybody in from before, so they can't go back and. Uh... No, because they won't give Reggie Bush's Heisman back. Well, okay. That's and you good. know, and you know what? It's total BS. I mean, I'm sorry. You know, now it's legal, but then oh my God, we got morals, we got standards, bull. Shit. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is uh, that you want to retroactively uh, take away the death penalty from SMU? Well, I mean, probably, yeah. I mean, mean, but you know, it isn't like Eric Dickerson's walking back on campus at SMU, or well, uh, that's true. Who was the coach? Who was the coach down there that got in all the trouble for the, that? Uh... <sighs> Boy, that's going back a long ways now. The man. last time I watched Thirty for Thirty, yeah. Which, which, by the way, that that's a phenomenal episode. Of uh, you know the the whole SMU debacle that happened with that oh, show. Oh yeah. So, have you watched quarterbacks yet? The series. Uh, most of it. Have you? You yeah. haven't watched the last one, though. No? no, I think I have like two or three episodes left. I watched the last one last night. Have you had a chance to watch it yet? I haven't watched it yet. No. You know, I'm a college guy, but I'm going to tell you, you and, and listen. I hate the Vikings. Of course, I'm a Packer fan. I know. Oh that yeah. The, the go show. Pat, go. Yeah. But that series... Yes, please go. Just go. Please go. Oh, well, you're a Falcons <laughs> fan. I mean, come on. There are still Falcons fans out there? Uh, yes, there's me, and um, there's one other guy that actually works for the same company that I do, and I think that's about it. So there's two. There's two. There's two. Yeah, every, everyone else just goes to the game in in, uh, in Atlanta to see the other team that's playing. Well, you know, that's like L.A. I mean, yeah. You know, that's why they built SoFi Steam. It's not for the Rams or for the Chargers. It's for like, oh, the Raiders are coming to town, or oh, the Chiefs are coming to town, or the Packers are coming to town. Pretty much. Whatever the visiting team's color is. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you have home cheerleaders, you know? But you ha- you've watched part of the series, though. Yeah. You know, I'm not a fan of the Vikings, and I used to hate Kirk Cousins. But after watching that. It makes you kind of like him. 
Yeah, it kind of does. It's like... I, I never did dislike the guy. I mean, I always thought that he was with Michigan State. He was a really good player. And I wondered why it took so long for somebody to draft him because it seemed like it went pretty far down the line. Now, is he the best that the Vikings could hope for? I don't think so. Yeah. But um, it, there is a lack of, of true quality quarterbacks you know, in the league. There's just not enough to go around. Yeah. But you, if you, like I said, I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but if you haven't watched it, if you want to find out all of what goes into playing an NFL quarterback, you think they just show up on Sunday and they do it. I mean, there's a lot more to it. Obviously, they get paid very well. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. They're not, they're not eating ramen. But, uh, you know, because they got uh, Marcus Mariota, they got uh, Mahomes, and then they got Kirk Cousins, and, and just kind of the story and all the people that are involved and all the money that they spend of their own money to have themselves ready for Sunday. I mean, you just, it's, it's crazy. crazy. So, All right, it's on my list. I have to play in a golf tournament this weekend, but after that, I'm, I'll just uh, barricade myself in the house and I'll binge watch it. Is this a nine-hole or 18-hole tournament? This is an 18-hole tournament that uh, I actually I went out to the driving range today because, full disclosure, this was the I got my clubs out of storage this morning, headed to the driving range because I haven't swung a club this year, and I am going to be finding some place to buy hard hats for the group that's playing in front of me tomorrow <laughs> because it's not going to be pretty. I was signing at a 36-inch Easton, two-and-a-half-inch barrel works really good on the There you go. So, you know, there's something about putting with it, but if you're driving, it's fantastic. I just went golfing for the first time a couple weeks ago with my dad and my brothers. <laughs> it was the best driving game I ever had, and I haven't swung a club in probably two years. Really? Yeah. I couldn't – I no, I had one good shot. I think it was with an 8-iron when I was out on the driving range. Uh, I went over and did a little chipping. That went pretty well, but – the rest of it, ooh, it's yeah. My putt game was bad. Fortunately, this is a scramble, but <laughs> yeah. my my putt game's bad. My short game's bad. My long game's bad. But I could drive a cart and drive a cart and drink beer just fine. <laughs> that is not a problem. <laughs> Drinking and driving a cart, we got that covered. So. That's the one thing with with golf is is there any other setting where it is perfectly normal in society to be drinking beer at seven in the morning? Because that's what happens if you get an early tea time. In college football. Well, yeah, that, yeah, that's maybe true. that's true. Well, you know, if you got a beer and sauce it in my mouth with egg on the nine on the hole number nine in your golfing, yeah, I could do that. That's not a problem. No, we went uh, well. We were at Dave Lawrence's charity golf tournament last weekend. Yeah, he tapped the keg uh, before anybody left, and uh, they, everybody was headed out for the the holes at eight. So it was about seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I, I thought it was this weekend. I, of course, it was hotter than heck last week. So as I wanted to go drive the beer cart for the day. I wanted to go drive the cart for a day. And I got so lost, I talked to him Thursday. I go, so when's your golf term? Is it Saturday? Oh, it was last week. I went, it's like, it was hot. Sorry, it was hot. I couldn't get because I know, I understand. So No, it was it was a great time. Uh, uh, Dave and Cassie Lawrence have a, uh, a wonderful charity that they have put together, and it was a great response. Other than the booze that I got from the Nebraska fans, uh, when uh, because they were selling a Hawkeye memorabilia package and a Husker memorabilia package, and uh, after the Husker one sold first, I and, wonder why. And then when the, uh, well, because it was in order. <laughs> so when the Hawkeye one came up and I said, all right, where's my Hawkeye fans? The booing started. <laughs> and uh, then as I was describing all of the different items that were in there, I was being ridiculed. And then when the bidding stalled below what the Nebraska package are, went are for. You, are you kidding me? There's a reason why all this Hawkeye memorabilia is hanging around here in the studios. <laughs> what the heck? Hey, I Nebraska didn't well, win. Well, 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 I'll say this for Nebraska fans: we are crazy. Yeah. Well, and and also you had talked about eating ramen that the, the uh, pro quarterbacks aren't. Uh, radio station GMs are. Oh yeah, Did yeah. Because like- I burnt through my money last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I get paid what weekly or monthly? <laughs> oh, it's uh, yeah. It was it was not. Um, Todd, if it makes you feel any better, we've been eating ramen a lot lately, but that's just because my son's obsessed with it right now. So, well, uh, all right. <laughs> do you like put shrimp or stuff with it? No, nope. no, just gotta eat. Uh, nope, just make some good old ramen. He'll eat it, and I say. Yeah, it's not actually, you know, there's not actually different flavors. It's just different colored salt, oh, right? very much so. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it makes you feel good. So. Yeah, that's the idea. But at least I put some frozen veggies in it, so it's like, 
a little bit healthy. Oh, I see. So, you, so you're able to uh, create the illusion mm-hmm. of healthy eating. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it, you know what? If you put steak in, it's considered recycled veggies. So it's a once-eat veggie. If the cow eats grass, then it's basically a vegetable itself. There, yeah. There, there you go. So, you know, I belong to PETA, PETA people for eating tasty animals, just in case anybody's <laughs> worried about it. Well, there's that other joke that uh, I'm a vegetarian, not because I love animals, but because I hate plants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a customer yesterday. I was up sitting at their house and doing an estimate. We went in the backyard and they got the, like, six great rose bushes. I go, well, what's up with the rose bushes? They're pretty nice. Yeah, I hate them. My wife can't grow plants. I can't grow plants, but my mother-in-law grows plants, and these roses go great, and we hate them. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I won't tell your wife that, though. So. I am curious. Did you have uh, anything on topic that we needed to get to, or was this just going to be a uh, back-and-forth kind of uh, whose college team is better kind of Well, thing? I don't know if it's going to be all that. we got we got to talk a little bit of shop here today. So, okay. uh, so you know, we, we know you're working for Jessa. And, and her husband up at Think, Think Space IT. So, yep. um, and uh, before that, you worked for American National Bank. And, yes, and, and, and then you went to that school down in Lincoln. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, you know. I went to two schools in Lincoln. What, did you go to Wesleyan and there? Southeast Community College. <laughs> <sighs> wow. At least Wesleyan has black and gold in their colors, you know. <laughs> well, it's after you flunk out of Southeastern <laughs> that's when that's when you can get accepted in the University of Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's funny about that is a uh, month before I graduated from UNL, I got a call from SEC, and she said, "You're X amount of credits away from getting your associates at Southeast. You know, we just want to know, do you want to come finish those classes?" I'm like, "Um, no, I'm about to graduate with my bachelor's in about a month. Like, I, I, I don't feel I need my associates at this point." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably a wise move, but I mean, they'll take your money. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's not a problem. So, so well, there, there is, I, I don't know how you can get through life without that uh, coveted associate's diploma from a Southeast Community College. I don't know. It's. Yeah. You know what? I went to high school in Spencer and Jay Gould, and you know what? Sorry, I don't like the guy. He basically told me I was going to end up in jail or go to Iowa, Iowa, Iowa Community College, or as we refer to Iowa's last chance college. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, so that was, uh, you know, so no, so Jay Gould is not, as for my, anybody in Spencer, Iowa that knows him, is not real high on people that I think fondly of list. Was he a uh, guidance counselor? Or? Shockingly, yes. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. So he was right. He was right up there with the thespian teacher at Spencer. So Larry Unteat, yeah, he's a great guy too. I I don't know. I mean, some of the people that uh, their grades weren't the best when I was in school have gone on to be the most successful. Uh, there was a kid in my class who was a perennial C student. He now owns a multi-million dollar trucking company up in Spirit Lake, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And uh, at last time I heard he owned 59 trucks. I'm guessing it's probably double that now. Who, who is that? That's Dave Cooker. Okay. I've heard the name. Yeah. 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 I, I, I started kindergarten with this guy. And, uh, you know, I never knew he had this in him. And he's one of the most successful, phenomenal businessmen I've ever been around. Hey, C's get degrees, you know, and they say, you know, yeah. you, you don't need yep. a college degree necessarily, but... You know, if they're a doctor and they got the seat, I don't know if you want him operating on you. No, probably not. Yeah. But I also, I watched him as he was getting permission to take trucks into Canada. I watched him work the phones getting all of that done. I'm like, holy crap, guy. When did you learn these skills? <laughs> so, Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, we talked a little bit about your work stuff. Quick nutshell. We'll get back to that. So, you're from Alpagonawa? Remsen. Remsen, that's up right. by Lamar's. Okay. How the hell did you end up being a Nebraska fan? Uh, my family's from Nebraska. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, so okay. it's kind of an ongoing thing. You'll ever notice if you find Nebraska fans, it's basically just in our blood. Yeah. So that was a Remsen St. Mary's? Yes, sir. Went? Oh, he's a yep. Catholic kid, the boot. Oh, yeah, boy. That, there, uh, there. Eight-man eight football. Yes, sir. Yeah. My dad uh, started it. Oh, really? I remember when uh, this would have been around 99 or 2000 when Iowa brought back eight-man football. So we moved there in 98. I want to say 99 or 2000. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that might be about the right time. 
Yeah, because I remember doing a story on it, and and I was uh, I was working for a radio station, and I was thrilled that this was happening because mm-hmm. I'd seen so many small schools fold, and mine did, and got consolidated in with somebody else. But when you can field an eight man team, now you can start to generate a little interest in the school again, and exactly. people can take pride in the community, and these schools can hang on. And they've been thriving for the last several years in oh remson st mary's is always you always are are tough yeah uh yeah because my cousin coached up at dyke new hartford they were they were eight man football school too actually him and then tom wilson coached it uh is over by waterloo is another eight man school of course tom wilson all he did is go to dowling and won like seven state championships (laughs) in a row but they both started in small school and they both won state titles you know so and i know i think remson st mary's is been a couple state title games if i remember right. they just won the last uh, this last year i think they won one a couple years yeah ago. I'd say i don't know since because my parents don't live there anymore my uh brother was a coach there for two years several years back mm-hmm. if i'm remembering correctly i broadcast a game uh remsen st mary's was playing harris lake park which is yeah. another school up yep. in northwest iowa and Played them quite a bit yeah and i was i was broadcasting in lake park Mm-hmm. at, at okay. that game and uh, Remsen St. Mary's ended up winning that game but um it was I, I don't know I just always like eight-man football it's just fast it's it's yeah. fun too yeah. I think there's a lot of misconceptions with eight-man football too well there's there's, been, there's there's a lot of stereotypes you know if you have a fast running back you're gonna win but that's not exactly the case because I think what a lot of people don't understand is the field's actually smaller yeah uh, it's narrower and it is uh 80 yards instead of 100 exactly. if I remember. yeah, yeah so well, you take a look at uh, Nate Budgeta and Drew Ott that played eight-man football in Nebraska. Nate, Nate Meyer played at uh, uh, Fremont Mills. Mm-hmm. They, they were eight-man football. Of course, they all went to Iowa. Two of them were from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But they were eight-man, and they were in the ball, all three of them in the ball Big Ten. You know, and, you know, they weren't playing big school football. They were all played small school football. Yep. So, I mean, there's athletes on that eight-man eight, eight, eight man field, uh, um, and it, it, it's great, like I said, it's great football, but the athletes, listen, if you can play there and you've got, and you've got the physical ability, you can step up. Absolutely. I do have this weird thought that I think a lot of really good tight ends come from eight man football because oh yeah, your tight end is also going to be your primary receiver for the most part. Well, if I remember correctly, Dallas Clark played eight man. Yeah, because he played over at uh, he because he grew up in Livermore, so yeah, that would have been that was uh, Twin River Valley. That's right. Yep, absolutely. The uh, what what were they called? Uh, I'm trying to remember what the name of that team was. <laughs> so, Thunder. It was the Thunder. There you go. Because I remember because I was uh, the Humboldt radio station up there, which would cover them, would play bump music going back into the game. Was always thunderstruck by ACDC. That's how I remember <laughs> these. There, there you go. That's a pretty good memory. So. So, 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 so you grew up in Remsen, went yes. to high school there. Was so what you so you moved there, and then you got graduated from school. Did you play any sports in high school or do anything like that? Uh, football, track. I played a year of basketball. It's yeah. just not for me. Yeah, you, basketball. The, the basketball court. The best thing about it is you put a wrestling mat on it. I did a year of wrestling, but that was actually when I went to West Point Central Catholic for oh, uh, you, two really? years. Yeah, we moved to West Point for two years and moved back to Remsen. Oh, really? Yeah. So I wrestled my freshman year. I was uh, trying to get down to the 103 weight class. I got. Oh, to, I can see that one. I got. I got yeah. to 108. Went in for my fat test, and the doctor said, "What are you trying to get to?" And I said, "103." He goes, "You're not. You don't have any more. <laughs> There's <laughs> nothing left." <laughs> so then uh, I had to bump up to 119 because we already had someone at 112. Oh, so yeah. I was uh, about a 110 pound kid wrestling 119 pounders. <laughs> You, you know what? That's okay, though. I mean, that's it's ten pounds at that weight. I was not very good. Was not you weren't very. good? I was not very good. Oh yeah. So, but you're tall and lanky, though. I mean, I think if I was at the 103, I would have been fine. Yeah. Not good, but fine. You know. But you're one of the tall guys but, with long arms. You know, you get stocky wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They hate the However, long guys because they can wrap their legs and arms around. I was probably. Five one, maybe when this happened. Oh shit! So, I was short. So you hit a growth spurt at some point. Yeah. Like, Probably between my freshman and sophomore year. Of high school? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that explains a lot. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was a short kid. Yeah. So 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 you you grew up in northeast Nebraska, northwest Iowa, and then you did you go did you go to college right after high school then? Yep. Or? Went to southeast to gain residency in Nebraska because the plan was always to go to UNL. 
Um, Did you have any family down there in, in Lincoln at the time? Uh, I had some family and family down there, but I didn't. I just lived in an apartment by SEC. Fantastic. Broke college kid my freshman year. Shocker. I know, right? But I also <laughs> didn't have a car, so it was good that it was literally within walking distance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, I went there for two years, went to UNL after that where I graduated. What'd you graduate with? A degree in what? English. <laughs> and later he's doing IT. Well, first I went into banking, remember, you know. Yeah, yeah I went into banking. Didn't use my English degree there either. Yeah. I mean, the plan I, was to be an English teacher. Well, I I know a guy that uh, he graduated from the University of Georgia with a master's in psychology and then sold Weber grills. <laughs> hey, there's Successfully. A, he was a good salesman. Yeah. Hey, there's a psychology in this. It's just like selling TVs in Nebraska furniture, Mark. There's a psychology. Well, that's true. Sure. So, so if you have a so if you have an English degree, what do you do with an English degree? The plan was to teach high school English. Am hey. I glad that that didn't work out? Yes. Have you met kids these days? I was just going to say, kids these days are a nightmare, so I'm so glad I'm not an English I mean, teacher. that's why we're talking about trades, because, you know, you know, you know, like I said, there's certain kids, you know, we have to explore them to different things, but that being an English teacher, of course, I have a hard enough time with English as a first language, alone <laughs> second, second language, so... so. But, uh, so, so you did the banking stuff for a while. Eight years. Yeah. And it really had nothing to do with what you went to school for. And now you're doing, uh, you know, working for the Think Space IT. Mm-hmm. And just remember, you can't spell shit without IT. Just want to throw that yeah. out there. So that, <laughs> and I know your boss absolutely loves, <laughs> and so does my son. So, uh... <laughs> well, I, I remember when Jessa was in here and she said that they were uh, looking at, they were going to be hiring somebody and they're trying to get somebody in. She couldn't talk about it yet. And uh, she said, you, you know him. And, <laughs> but she wouldn't tell me who. And uh, then after I found out it was you, I said, uh, it's a good thing you did because I would, if I knew he was shop- known he was shopping, I would have got him. Well, I didn't so, really know I was shopping until. Until she came to you? Until, well, she mentioned she was hiring and I was like, well, I'll put some feelers out there. So I was like, hey, I know someone who might be interested in a new job. Yeah. You just want to send me some information and I'll pass it along. Oh, so you didn't even say it was uh, you. No, no. Wow. He totally sandbagged that. See, <laughs> that is a skill that you do not learn in college, by the way. Sandbagging, kids. So. <laughs> well, you do it, Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I don't even have a comeback to that. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> So, so okay, so you so you worked at uh, American National. You were ended up being what bank manager up in North Omaha, or I, I yeah, I was North. a branch manager for the Miller location for like two and a half, two two and a half years, and then at the Florence location for two and a half to three years. Did they do a background check? I mean, did they know that you went to Catholic <laughs> high school? I, I I mean, I just want to throw that out there. They they checked. They thoroughly vetted you, right, for this job. Not very well, there, clearly. <laughs> So that but, wasn't part of the interview process. You know what, that wasn't part of the interview <laughs> process. So I, I'm sure he probably had that red, red N on his badge. You know, that probably, I actually probably showed up with my university of Nebraska, um, portfolio. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause I bought one before I graduated when I was doing interviews for teaching jobs. Wow. There you go. <laughs> so, yep. The, this proof that with an English degree, the N stands for knowledge. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's a, I've never heard that one before. No, not ever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let, let me give you the joke that you can counter with that. You know what Iowa fans and Iowa state fans have in common? Neither went to Iowa. <laughs> these are just jokes. i like that one yeah, you know it, it's you know it's the same thing that the, all the trees in iowa lean to the west because nebraska sucks yeah. you know it, it's just and see we say the same thing except because iowa blows well <laughs> or you know it's uh i, I, I will just let it yeah. go. all right well, this, this is gonna get really ugly fast yeah there, 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 there you go so, so, but now you, you interviewed and you're doing it at uh, ThinkSpace IT. What's your job at ThinkSpace IT? I'll tell you when I find out. So basically, it's you're been working that, it's been going that well, huh? Yeah. yeah. So you're basically no. a professional screw off artist, is that kind it? of? Yeah. Just don't tell Jessa, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, no. yeah. Well, that's all right. She, uh, she she's hanging out with the nuts and walnuts. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's all good. So. No, I'm. Uh, 
we don't like the term salesman, but basically that's kind of what I'm doing. Okay. So networking, sales, just really trying to get the name out there to Council Bluffs and Omaha. Cause Business acquisitioner. Yeah. Hey, there we go. There you go. I like that. I do what I can. It doesn't flow very well. I talk for a living, so that that is not Fair an enough. easy thing to say. I've been telling her I want to switch my title to director of community relations. Mm-hmm. So my shit show organizer. Well, that that all works. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that's kind of what kind of <laughs> what it is. So, 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 community. So you're out talking to people, talking to public about what you do mm-hmm. for what what you do for a living, and. and why you should use ThinkSpace IT. So I've had Jess in here on this show before. So, um, you know, you've been there for a while. You kind of know some of the ins and outs. And they're a growing company. Yeah. Very much growing company. So uh, um, what is uh, what do you like about ThinkSpace IT? Uh, one, is Jess and Jason are awesome. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a family-owned business. And typically, I think with IT companies, you don't get a lot of family-owned stuff. It's usually large corporations. Mm-hmm. But these two are family owned. They want to make sure that that remains. So they, you know, like I work from home when I have to, if my son's sick or if I don't have anyone to watch him and they're totally fine with that. Cause they trust us employees to get our jobs done. Mm-hmm. And that's not something you find everywhere. Yeah. Um, so with that, so council bluffs, Omaha, um, what, what is, what is their, what is their folk? I mean, obviously Small to medium sized businesses. Yep. Of course, I think even you know they've done some work for I know down in Kansas and stuff. But yeah, we we uh, we have clients in twelve different states. Okay, so that um, yeah that they're really growing. Yeah. So yep. Um, some up in Northeast, like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and then a bunch of Midwest. But we really focus on, like you said, small to mid sized businesses. We also have a whole hospitality side where we. Um, like to work with apartment complexes or assisted living centers, mm-hmm. yeah, places like that. Talk, talk about that a little bit, because you know, like I said, that's because you even mentioned apartment complexes, and I know we're looking at, at an apartment complex they're building here in Council Bluffs. Mm-hmm. So, do you look at like from a bin spec perspective? So, like if they're building a new apartment building for com wires and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if we can get in there while they're building, that's the best case scenario because we can wire while they're building instead of having to go in there after the fact. But basically with those kind of uh, businesses, what we do is we can offer phones, cables, and internet mm-hmm. as one bundled package, basically, instead of a resident there having to pay two or three different companies for those same products. So so with that, so obviously if you're pulling wire, doing that kind of stuff, so do, do the tech, I can't imagine the people that are out troubleshooting doing the software, because there's a software side to what you guys mm-hmm. do, obviously. Um, so do you guys have, have electricians on staff then, or do you ha- sub that out? Kind of how does uh, that we work? We have for- some technicians, and I think they have electrical experience. Cause- okay. Yeah, they're the ones who usually do our wiring. Okay, so that so you're hiring so so in that aspect from from there you're using people with a skilled trade that maybe didn't go to college mm-hmm. or per se or looking at doing something. So you know where you think, well, God, I can't get into the IT world. Well, this is it's a great way to get in there. Yeah, get in there. You know, if you're willing to get dirty and 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 do some stuff, um, because you know there's a big difference between you know. Um, wiring up a you know a house with electrical versus if you're doing comp because are they wanting cat five cat six they want video what what are they wanting to do and understanding all that stuff so and and how it needs and how it needs to work and how it needs to function so and I've I'm slowly trying to understand all of that side of things because English degree here well. And- <laughs> <laughs> the key to that is just if you don't know the answer, don't pretend you do. Exactly. And just say, I know where I can find that yeah, out. Yep, and that's because... what I do whenever someone has questions like that. Because, I mean, I've been there for um, almost three months or a little over three months. Mm-hmm. So there's still a lot I'm they learning. Yeah. So um, so has Jason let you fly the airplane yet? Every day. Every day? Yeah. Yeah, you're just flying down to Kansas City, right? Just so. to Walnut. <laughs> yeah. no, that's a short trip wow. just helping him move from harlan to walnut yeah, ironically yeah. It, it it would take faster just to drive there but yeah, yeah less yeah. fun he, they went to fly to the harlan airport <laughs> and drive 15 miles to walnut you know so oh so but you're married you got a couple kids so just one 
Just okay. I've seen you had two, so you just got. I have a dog, but he doesn't count. Uh, uh, yeah. So you got Axel. Axel. Right? Yep. How old is Axel? Seven years old, going on eighteen. And there you go. So, so it's... yeah. So is he more like mom or more like dad? Oh jeez. <laughs> Careful. It's happy a, life, happy life. This, this is something you're about to step in, so just he's step a, carefully. He's literally the perfect mix of the two of us. Because mm-hmm. there's times where he is so much like me, and then there's times where he's very much like her. Um, he calls me a drama queen, and I call him a drama queen a lot. Fantastic. And sometimes it turns into a fight where I call myself the bigger drama queen. He'll go, no, I'm the bigger drama queen. <laughs> and then Maria sits over there, and she just says, you're both drama queens. Knock it off. <laughs> So she's really the man in the relationship. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, now that I've totally pissed on her. <laughs> no, she'd probably be the first one to say that. Yeah. So what does she do? She works for Pottawatomie County Public Health. Okay. And As a health equity coordinator. So she's on the other side of the building. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I got this little. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. When I, I just went to go see her before I came here. <laughs> okay. So is health equity, is that like cash or, you know, I, I mean, I'm saying, <laughs> you know, equity, cash, you know, Edward Jones, you know. No, it's uh basically she's trying to make sure that, because um, she's from El Salvador, so she's Hispanic, and she's trying to make sure that every community within Pot County has equal information uh-huh. and knows everything else that everyone else does about what public health offers. Okay. So, okay. Because um, especially during COVID, there was a lot of misconceptions with getting the vaccine and everything in mm-hmm. um, the Hispanic population because not well, a lot of them well, were speaking English or knew anyone that spoke English within. Well, the and there's a lot more of that than, you know, what people realize around here. I mean, in a country, well, I know as a country, we're not bilingual and Lord knows I, I could barely speak English and I wouldn't have an English degree, but you know, there's a lot of people that are from Mexico or, you know, other places in the world. So, but the predominant one is probably from either Mexico or, you know, South America, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Latin America. So, um, being able to talk with them and be able to communicate is probably a big thing just yep. if nothing else that i'd say maybe explain stuff in layman's terms because it's like read a government document we all need to have it explained in terms yeah of and that's another understand. thing is she quickly found out that all of the pamphlets and all the information that was out there you know about what public health offers was all in english mm. she, and you know she's like we're missing a giant population of council bluffs yeah alone because oh, there's a large hispanic population in council bluffs so what would you guess it would be on. about 10 percent of the population 20 percent of the population? she's told me the number and i'm i forget i i don't remember what that exact number was but it's it's a large percentage mm-hmm. interesting and i think it's increasing too oh I, well yeah i have no doubt you know with uh you know and, and a lot of it you know that you talk about you know where a lot of came in is you know, 20, 30 years ago with the packing houses now. But if you if you look into the trades now, because of the void, you know, a lot of your roofers, a lot of your um, guys in the trades, a lot of your guys doing siding, a lot of your manual labor are, you know, people, you know, people, they're, they're you know, if you want to call them foreign nationals or if you want to call them immigrants, you know, whatever you, you want to call them, it, it is a big part mm-hmm. of what we do. So it is, I mean, that's an important part of it, absolutely, so... Yep. So that's what she does. So, so kick spot at it. You got the degree. Who's the better at English, you or her? Oh. (laughs) See, that's a hard one. See, this is we're we're gonna we're gonna make up a T-shirt for Travis. It says Potster. Uh, (laughs) Well, okay. So it's I say that's a good. So English is her second language. Yeah, that's why I'm asking Um, the question. So I would say. It's, it depends kind of like. Yeah. So, so, so here's a question. Like maybe grammatically me, uh-huh. but just to kind of talk to uh-huh. the average Joe, her maybe. Probably. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm guessing because she's bilingual. She's had to learn both ways. She, yeah. She could cuss at you in her native language. You even wouldn't know what the heck she's saying to she's you. She's a, <laughs> there's a funny story about that. So <laughs> um, this has only happened one time in the. Oh, how long have we known each other? 10 years? Uh-huh. 10 years of knowing each other. This has only happened one time. She was uh-huh. not mad at me, but she was ranting about something. I don't remember what it was anymore. 
Halfway through the rant, she switched from English to Spanish. And it was completely ranting in Spanish. <laughs> and I looked at her and she goes, what? And I said, you just switched to Spanish. I have no idea what you said. <laughs> so she, she went was, to the closed caption version. She was, she was like, and she goes, oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, you got so mad talking about this thing that you you talked and like you were just like forget translating in my head i'm just gonna go straight for spanish so <laughs> close caption there, there, yeah. there it is right there so yeah you gotta be careful so so gotta be careful yeah you gotta be careful about whose podcast you go on because you can see how much trouble you know she's gonna be you know she's listening yeah, and gonna... and he's just he, he's gonna be go home and he's gonna tell his own wife you wouldn't believe the trouble that's going on yeah. right now over at tony's place i love you maria fernando you're the best thing that ever happened to me <laughs> So, 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 how many times did you have to talk to her before she agreed to go out on a date with you? Oh, well, she still hasn't technically agreed yet. <laughs> so, so, she, so she turned you down at least once. Though. At least once. No, she actually asked me out. <laughs> wow. I know. I thought she was way out of my league, so I didn't bother. Uh, yeah, you definitely hit out of the ballpark. Oh, I'm very, you, I'm you, very you, well no aware doubt, of that. No doubt about yeah. that. So, so you know, she, 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 she got a single, and you, you got, you got a green slam. So yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> she, so. she got a foul ball. Oh, 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 wow, I'm trying to be nice here, you know? I, I was going to say she got a balk. <laughs> I was going to say that, but like Travis said, I'm trying to be a little nice to myself. Okay. You know, positive affirmations over here. Uh, yeah, I, actually, actually what he is, he, he's the he's the ball that the catcher catches and that the umpire catches in the nutsack. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's Oh, this is, this that's is very tough. Yeah, this yeah. is way off the rails. <laughs> Uh, okay. That, 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 now that I've made fun of you for a little bit. So obviously you're in thick space. Um, what's your, what's your goals? What's your plans with them? I mean, obviously they brought you in for a reason. What's, uh, the, you know, goal, goals for you. Obviously you have a son, your wife's got a good yeah. job. What's your plans, um, next three to five years? I mean, you got, oh, you got some goals. I mean, right. Uh, I mean, my goals are just to help think space grow right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any big projects that you could talk about at this point or any big whatever? So. Trying to work on some, but nothing set in stone yet. Yeah. Yep. So you haven't hit the million dollar sale yet? Not quite. Why are you interested? Well, she, you need some IT done over there? She, yeah, I, I probably need a lot of IT, you know. But yeah, I, I would drive Justin nuts. She already knows that. <laughs> so she's a Microsoft gal and I'm a Google guy. So, you know, that that's we're already <laughs> thinking there. So uh so Obviously, you weren't into trades, but, you know, with, you know, and you were, you've been in a lot of retail, but obviously doing what you do now, you're involved with a lot of stuff to where you're involved with technology and people that, you know, you need people to do the hardware and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, you know, and you haven't been experienced with it a whole lot, but, you know, it's a part of the business. Yeah. Um, I helped run wire one day. Did you? Did you that cut was... yourself? I didn't cut myself, but I went home and my hair looked a little white from the ceiling tiles. <laughs> well, holding the flashlight is not exactly helping. Oh, well, then never the, mind. This is stuff that I learned when I was a kid. That the... I uh, supervised. Okay, no worries. <laughs> I held the ladder. <laughs> so what kind of people are, I mean, ThinkSpace is a growing company. What kind of people are they looking for as far, I'm assuming they're looking for team members. Am I correct? Or am I yeah, right? I mean, anyone who has experience with uh, like the trade portion of it, you know, doing wiring or anything like that, we're always looking for more technicians. Mm-hmm. And then probably programmers as well, so. Yeah. Um, that I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know we have a person who does all the background stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never know. But, yeah. The reason we had that is, like I said, we had one of my son in last week. We were talking about he he's in IT. He works for Amazon, and he's talking about that. They're talking about a lot of kids in high school to where they go to these camps and they learn how to program and they do this stuff in high school. And one of the things they're having to talk about, you know, in the corporate world in in Seattle with like Microsoft and Amazon, some of the bigger companies out there, mm-hmm. is do you really need a four year degree or do you need a degree? Because like he said, he had his degree from Iowa. He says a lot of stuff he learned was when he went to camps and stuff in middle school and and high school. And, you know, went to these fairs and learned how to program and do different stuff. And so, um, you know, and 
they're not the degree is important. The degree might get you in the door for the interview, but the what actually got them the job was the knowledge and how knowing how to do yep. what you need them to do. It's one thing to say you've got a four year degree in programming, but have you done anything? You know, have you wrote any software, like I said, whether it's C sharp or whatever the pro- program is and he, you know, and and built stuff and and made it work. Whether it's something they put out on the internet or something they did as far as programming, and then learning that concept and then growing off of that to do different projects. So I mean, yeah, I, I took a, a Microsoft class in high school, mm-hmm. and we learned how to do everything in Excel. Right. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was doing in Excel when I got <laughs> out of you know even high school, let alone college, and. Basically, had to teach myself how to do everything in Excel, Word, and PowerPoint mm-hmm. just by playing around with it. So, like you said, you learn way more just by doing things and breaking stuff and putting stuff yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Than you do taking an actual course sometimes. Yeah. So, that's cool. So, what do you like to do in your off time? Well, aside from cheering on my Huskers and every sport. Yeah, you guys, sure, you got us in football a couple of years, but... Just two. Yeah, you're right. It was just two. But, um, it was only two. You're right. I recall yeah. Nebraska beat Iowa in football and two basketball games last yeah, year. Yeah, hey, you know what? But you got uh, Aaron Euless, and you know what Aaron Euless will not be doing this? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a that That kid's like, I'm going to quickly try and get out of Iowa so I don't get in trouble for this. <laughs> Well, I was going to mention the reason, you know, in order for Nebraska basketball to beat Iowa, they had to go get a coach from Iowa, <laughs> although it was Iowa State. But still. Uh, hey, he has Nebraska ties. Yeah, well, yeah, he does have Nebraska yes, ties. Yes, it's a necktie, says Husker. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was lucky to keep his job, but, we, you know. Very much But, so. but one thing about if you want a retirement plan, go coach at Nebraska, because after three years, they'll pay you off. Oh, it's yeah. Not, it's not a problem, you know. Well, there was one point, if I remember right, that there was four Nebraska coaches on the payroll, head football coaches on the payroll at the same time. Fantastic. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why I'm glad I don't live in Nebraska because I don't want to pay taxes. But you know what? I'd rather pay four head coaches than one Brian Ferentz. All right. Now, he does have a point there. I don't know. I don't know if we can. There's no Granted, counter to that. I will say this. Keep paying him all you want. Hey, the rest of the Big Ten appreciates it. Well, and I had actually made the comment that we, the rest of the Big Ten needed to take up a collection and pay Scott Frost's salary to make sure that he stayed. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, you know, after you lose to Georgia Southern, Southern home, because that was, I think that's the same week that Iowa played Iowa State. Or man, it was Iowa State. They played, oh, Utah State. Because that's what the night did. It rained and it, whatever. And we're coming back home after the game. And the Brad, they had the fourth quarter game. And Nebraska is losing to Northern Southern. It's like. I was at that game. And I went to, I actually took my dad to that game. So Maria, uh, my wife, got me season tickets last year. For Father's Day, Christmas, birthday, all that, you know. Lumped them all in together. <laughs> Lumped them all in together yeah. for one season of tickets, and it was the greatest gift. Mm-hmm. But I took my dad to that game because she doesn't want to go to games with me. And I wasn't going to take my seven-year-old to, a, well, I, got the, I guess at that time, six-year-old to a <laughs> seven o'clock game at night. Oh, no, 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 no. But when we were walking out of the stadium, you couldn't find one person not talking about the fact that Frost just got fired. Yeah. Oh, Everyone yeah. knew after that game. He just he just signed his. Yeah, that that that's a game where if you want to be a football coach at any major institution, especially Nebraska, I mean they were terrible. It was, uh, it was bad. Yeah, it was hard to sit there and watch it because he just kind of knew where it was headed. That's... But then they kept and you know Nebraska stayed in the game the whole time. Then again, it's against Georgia Southern. You should be staying in the yeah, game at the very minimum. Like three touchdowns up on him. You, know? you should be. Should, but um, should, should be. Yeah, that was just a. Yeah, so, so, so I'll give you a chance. What's your Huskers going to be? Are they going to make a bowl game this year? So, I was just talking to my brother about this, actually, last uh-huh. night, two nights ago. I have three predictions, and it's all based on the first two games. They're either going to be eight and four, six and six, or two and ten. Well, I, I think they'll lose to Minnesota. Yep, so I, if they... I, I think the Colorado game is up in the air. The Colorado game is, it, it's not... It's not going to be, in my mind, uh, the coaches. It's going to be how well the players have have 
accepted that new coach and what it is that they're yep. doing. Now, Dion has gone out and got all of these different players that I think fit his own personality, and they're just going to be a run-and-gun just flying up and down the field. Um, that doesn't mean they're going to be disciplined. Yeah, there's, no, there's, that doesn't mean they're going to be disciplined. And it does, and none of that, you know, so – but like that to me, that's going to be the most compelling game of the in the country that yeah. that week. My that's uh, week two, right? Like the logic side of me is thinking there's no way Colorado can beat really anyone the first several weeks of the season, only because half their team doesn't even get there until this fall. Mm-hmm. Like you know, today, exactly. Like they have three weeks to build right. cohesion amongst each other to try and win some games. Yeah. Two. The reason he was so good at his last school is because his team was just better. He yeah, had better he, athletes than every other he, team. He, he was had playing. five stars and one double. Yeah. double A program. So and... what? What's what's going to happen when your when your kids who are used to playing players that are not at their level are suddenly playing power five level opponents, where you might have been the best, you know, at your high school, but so was every other person mm-hmm. you're playing against, as opposed to being third or fourth best in their high school. Oh, th- this thing could easily blow up in Dion's face. And, you know, there's been college coaches talked about it. It's like the way they ran kids off, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get a kid that's coming in, your new coaching staff, and it's, you want to find out what their commitment level is. You got to give them an opportunity. And I can't remember after a spring game, their spring game, most valuable player, I don't know, had like 200 yards and some great catches. And the next day, they basically yeah, he, get out of town. Yeah, he left. Know? Get out of his transfer for I, I and then he was well. Then he also started saying that he didn't have any power five level players on his team, and a lot of the kids that he kicked out went to other power five programs. Yeah, well, that's that's what I said. I think Dion's going to learn a lesson. If I had if I had to put it look at Nebraska's schedule, I think their biggest thing is and, and listen as an Iowa fan. Of course, we're going away for divisions after this year, and it sounds like after today we're going to be the Big 18 because we have Washington and Oregon in the conference. <laughs> but, you know, I think for 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 the Big 10, if it stated divisions the way it is now, um, you know, it's too bad that Nebraska hasn't been better. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would rather, as an Iowa fan, I'd rather beat a 9-3 Nebraska, 40-10, than beat a, you know, Four and eight, Nebraska fifty six to fourteen, and that that ha- that's that that's happened in the last few years. Um, you know, I just feel like there's certain college teams that all of college football is better if that team is good at the very least. Yeah, and this might sound silly coming from a Nebraska fan, but I really think Nebraska is one of those programs that if Nebraska is good, it's good for all of college football. It's at least good for the division, which you said, like, as you said, Travis is going away, but it's at least good for the division because right now, I mean, you've got Wisconsin and you've got Iowa and you've got, and, and Iowa has been right there. And then Minnesota right on the cusp, but not quite there. And after that, it's just a big, well, and no offense to Illinois. I love that Illinois is having this resurgence right now, but also when Illinois is one of your top programs in your division, I feel like just from a pers- you know an outside perspective looking in, they still have that kind of I don't know. Illinois, you, you still kind of Illinois back in the day. On. Go back to you know Nor was it Norm Grage played Illinois if I remember right. So, but Dick Up Buck just played Illinois. You look at the state of Illinois. I mean, here's the deal. You're the same distance from Iowa City that you are Champaign from Chicago. I mean, realistically. So, Illinois is a state team. But if you go to Iowa City, University of Iowa offers people from Illinois in-state tuition. I don't know if many people know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So well, oh, back when Hayden Fried, when you would look at where all of his players were from, half of them were from Chicago. I mean, he it was Illinois was just a feeding ground coming into Iowa back then. Chicago and Texas. The one thing I will say, I led the Big Ten this year, at least the West. Um, you know, obviously I'm best. I think Iowa's going to be good. I mean, they I told you, I told you, Iowa's my favorite to win. Yeah, I, I listen. I think Iowa could be ten and two, eleven and one. We'll see. They'll probably slip up somewhere where I'm expecting. Penn State's going to be tough. I think. Well, everyone says Wisconsin, but more I think Illinois. <laughs> Because here's the mm-hmm. I think uh, he, with Nebraska and Wisconsin and Purdue, the whole, Purdue North, them four teams got all new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. They have to retrain, and I'm sorry. You take a look at that, and you look at what Illinois did last year. I mean, Illinois, you know, they had a good defense. Yeah, 
Uh, Brett Bielema has done well in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, I think Nebraska made a great hire with Matt Rule. I, I, I do think, but I think it's going to take him probably, if they get to a bowl game this year, it's huge because he gets 20 mm-hmm. extra practices. I think Luke Fickle is a square peg in a round hole at Wisconsin. That feels like Scott Frost 2.0 all over. Oh, <laughs> I agree. And I think I think Wisconsin vulnerabilities and the fact that. But uh, almost worse than Scott Frost because at least when Scott Frost came on board, our offense wasn't drastically changed. Uh-huh. We at least still had, you know, the right players to run this the offense Scott Frost wanted to, but yeah. Fickle's taking over an offense and switching it entirely. Well, I can tell you right now, I put a hundred dollar bill on this game that Illinois has got the Wisconsin game circle because oh, Jim yeah. Leonard oh, they just yeah. hired him as a special assistant and he should have got the Wisconsin job. You know, lifetime Wisconsin, played the NFL, and with Brett Bielema coach having coach mm-hmm. there. I guarantee you, you know, I mean, for Bielema, Iowa will be a big game, but for the but for the coaching staff at all, because a lot of them coach at Wisconsin, I can guarantee you, and I, I do think it probably could come down to Iowa and Illinois mm-hmm. for the Big Ten West. I, I I'd do, put those I'd, two on top. Yeah, and Minnesota not far behind. But and they're, I mean, they're they're bringing it all. They're losing some real good players. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is you got to fight PJ Flex. Yeah, and so. I just I just don't like PJ Flex either. Well, apparently there's a lot of people that don't like PJ Fleck. <laughs> he's, 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 his uh, public image is taking a little bit of a beating right now. Uh, and I'm not sure how much truth there is to it, but it's got to be distracting yeah. at some level. All right. I, I'm going to get in trouble here with Iowa State fans. And I know your boss is an Iowa State fan, but I, I'm, I'm going to bring up a couple things here. We, we Listen, Iowa and Iowa State have been involved in this gambling program. We've, we've all heard about this mm-hmm. when we talk college football. Um, and there's a local kid um, – Hunter Dale, biggest recruit in Iowa that Iowa State has ever gotten. There was a number two kid in the state. Went to Iowa State last year. Took him 12 months. Took him 12 months, and now he's at Ball State. You take a look at the Hunter Deckers deal, and, of course, it doesn't sound like he's going to be able to play in the NCAA again. But it looks like he's either going to go play at Northwestern up in Orange City or Dort because that's NAIA. has no affiliation with the NCAA. You look at Iowa State three years ago or whatever it was, two years well, two years ago they were supposed to win the Big 12 and they went 6-6. Six and six. But the last couple of years, Iowa State has been good. What And they're picked 10th out of 14 teams, and the four teams behind, underneath them are the teams they're bringing into the Big 12. And West Virginia. And West Virginia. How long before Matt Campbell starts filling the hot seat names Iowa? You know, I'm, once again, Jess, if you're listening, I'm sorry for the what I'm about to say about Iowa State. But I'm so glad we did not get Matt Campbell. When his name was flying around for the Nebraska for the Nebraska job, I was scared. <laughs> his name was flying around for a lot of jobs. Yeah, I, uh, because they were winning some games they weren't supposed to win. And I thought that when that Florida job came up, that they'd make a hard run at him. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen, but he maybe in the whole vetting process, uh, they different schools figured mm-hmm. this out that, you know, and, and I don't know. I, I don't know the man personally, so I shouldn't take too big a shots. Right. But Well, he, he, here's the thing that I see. You look at from what, yes, they beat Iowa last year, and Iowa's offense was the worst in the country, no doubt about it. <laughs> But if you look the last three years as far as recruiting stuff goes, Iowa versus Iowa State. He can't recruit. I mean, the state of Iowa, he is getting his butt kicked in the state of Iowa as far as recruiting goes. Um, You know, and, you know, when you have high caliber kids that have committed and they're gone in a year, what kind of Mm – and and I I think good football players. Now, Hunter Deckers did whatever he did to himself. You know, I mean, DraftKings, Bet Fred, whatever it is. Um, But I don't know. I I think if Matt Campbell doesn't get to a bowl game this year, I think he's either looking for a run out of town or he's got to make some serious changes. So two questions for you. Okay. Speaking of hot seats, do you think Ryan Day is on the hot seat? If he don't be Michigan, absolutely. Which is but, crazy to think about because a coach that – then again, I've said it from the beginning, he was handed. Oh. 
the keys to the kingdom at Ohio State. You, you go back 20 years ago, John Cooper was probably, in my mind, one of the top five football coaches in the country, and he lost his job at Ohio State. You know why? Because he couldn't beat, beat Michigan. Michigan for nothing. So, absolutely. My second question for you. Yes. Uh, Ferris is going to retire eventually. Yep. What's the Iowa hope for for the next coach? I know my hope, but I, I, I think I think you I and know, I are different on this. I know my part. hope, but I'm assuming my hope's probably not going to happen. Well, I would What's that, that, Brian Ferentz? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think I think Lavar Woods is coaching waiting. That's my opinion. Uh, you take a look if you look at Iowa situation. Um, Lavar's great with. He's from Northwest Iowa, um, Inwood, I believe, is where he's from. You know, he's been around the Iowa program. He played in the NFL. He's been around done every job in the program. He's the what he's probably the best recruiter to have, but they got Kevin Bell, they've got uh, Abdul Hodge, they've and then they got uh, um, the uh, was it Jack Neiman, I believe it was, as Ben Neiman's and Nick Neiman's dad is mm-hmm. who the recruiting guys, main recruiting guys for there. So they've got some guys that can recruit, and I could tell you, I, I don't think Kirk's going to retire for a couple three years, but I, I that's that's who I that's who I think. Is that's who I think is going to be their next head coach? I'm uh, well. My hope would be Mike Stoops. That's that, who I've I've heard a couple different national football podcasts speculating him. Right, and just because he's got the tie to Iowa, he's got the pedigree. I mean, he's been very successful, and I mean, when when you can win games in the SEC at Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know that's. <laughs> The man can coach. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. But no, I think LeVar Woods, and, and that's why I think when you see that transition, it may not be as much as what you thought because I think he'll keep a lot of the staff mm-hmm. together. I, I, you know, I think Brian will move on, but I don't know. Who knows? I think Brian will move on halfway through the season? No. I, you know what? Here's the deal. I think Iowa will be in the 80s for offense this year if. But they have. doesn't he have to score 25? Yeah, but that game? was under Gary Barr. We got a new it. We got a new AD now, so. Oh, so you think that's just going to go away, or? No, I I think the standard's going to be there, but I don't think it's Gary Barta making the decision. Gotcha. Um, so here's the, I think I the bit I was going to go as far as their offensive line, and Kirk's op, pretty optimistic. I think they're a year older. They've been through the weight room. They've been through some growing pains. It doesn't mean they're going to be a national championship offensive line. Don't get me wrong, but I think you're going to see a much improved line this year just from some of the ass kickings they got the last couple of years at some point between that coaching film study and talk about that i think it will i, I think they will be better this year and that will go as far as their offensive line will take them playing devil's advocate here um it doesn't always work out that way <laughs> well what no. makes me the most Ask nervous a Nebraska fan yeah. who's watched an o-line for right. the last several years struggle <laughs> oh yeah no hey, you know what i no, and i agree um i could tell you a little bit what happens and i'm not making excuses tim polisek was their offensive line coach slash offensive coordinator and he went to uh wyoming about three years ago so uh at that time from night 2018 to 2020, he had done all the recruiting for the offensive line. And a lot of his recruits were, um, and I know this because there's a parent whose son goes to Iowa here, a couple of them, that one's not a big fan of them. Um, and a lot of it is he wanted to recruit kids that wanted to go to Wisconsin, you know, big 6'8", whatever. That was kind of his deal. And there's a lot of kids that he brought in in 2018 and 2019, and maybe go back to 2017, that have not panned out and that have left. Uh, one kid, I think, went to, I know, you know, a couple of kids dropped out, quit football. Another one, the one kid went to Nebraska, but I don't think he's seen the field over there. He was from Ottawa or somewhere western Iowa, and, he, you know, he got a concussion. And he decided to go to Lincoln. But, and and there's, there's just been out of the top 15 kids, there's like only four of them that have actually played in that period of time. Well, when you do that and then, you lose Linderbaum a year ago, you know, and then last year you have basically freshmen and sophomores playing. You know, you're gonna get you. You know, probably normally they would probably sit for another year, and you because you'd have seniors playing, and you didn't have that. And that's why I think you'll see a difference mm-hmm. 
this year. Time, film room, weight room, coaches working with it. But they need to see a drastic improvement this year. I mean, if they go from 130th to 100th, I don't think it's enough. You know, your defense cannot score 14 points a game for you. Expect, although Iowa did a lot of that yeah, last that year. Yeah, that happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. But. Did their defense score more touchdowns than their offense last year? I think it was that's, equal. That's a, it's it was, an honest yeah, question. Yeah, it was close. It was like six and six and six, seven and seven. I think Cooper Eugene was the was had scored the most touchdowns for the for the team, and he you know tell he was a cornerback. So when they got him picked as the what the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, something like that. I mean preseason. What makes me the most nervous about Iowa, and this this is uh, any season is. Historically, in the Kirk Ferentz uh, era, they have played to the level of the competition. And they you watch the Penn State games are always incredibly exciting. Some of them are nothing but a defensive struggle and tough to move the ball and field goal wins a game. Uh, other times, uh, it, and it always seems to come right down to the end. And Penn State is always really, really tough. And then they lose to Purdue. And so, it's it, it it seems to happen a lot. Or that, Northwestern. Or it, that's true. And the schedule that you look at that Iowa has this year looks to be very favorable. My but, question about playing to the level of their opponent though is like watching Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern, they all run very similar offenses, which oh. is take your time, move the ball down the field, keep it on the ground, mm-hmm. not much passing, which kills the clock. Mm-hmm. And also extends drives quite a bit when you're on offense. So are they playing to their level of their opponent, or because this is a genuine question? Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't. When I'm watching Iowa games, I, you know, secretly hope they lose. Yeah, well, but um, well, I never really feel like they're going to lose because it seems that they have control the entire game because they are just they're moving the ball yeah. on offense just very slowly. Here and I think you're you're right on that. You know, Iowa is a ball control offense. They don't want their defense out there for yeah, 45 like, minutes. So if you're a running gun and you're scoring touchdowns, it's great. But if you're a running gun and you're three and out, and all of a sudden your defense is out there for 45 minutes, then you have like yep. Texas Tech score 70 points like they did on well, Nebraska when Callahan was. Look at there. the Nebraska Purdue game last year. Yeah, it was just those defenses were exhausted by the end of the game because yeah. it was. Two, three plays, touchdown on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I would, would rather run a three and out with a run play and let the 40-second clock mm-hmm. run down and take three, four minutes off the clock and have four drives a half and score 21 points and win 21-10, 21-17. And that's always been a staple. I mean, they might have a game like against Ohio State or like they did against USC you know, a couple of years ago in the bowl game where all of a sudden lightning strikes in a bottle. But the way their offense is, and that's the way Wisconsin is, and that's what, like, Iowa State has said this with the Big 12. Big 12, you might get 68 possessions and a half. You play Iowa, you play Wisconsin, you play Northwestern, you might get 68 possessions a game. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's the, why you the, get at the blowouts like you do down The Nebraska-Iowa game, what, was it last year two years ago? Nebraska had, like, two or three possessions the entire first half. Yep. And that's that's pretty normal. That's pretty normal for Iowa. Yeah. I mean, and that's just the way the way they play. The way Wisconsin play, and everyone's like, "Well, this is old man football. It's whatever." But you know what? I understand it's a new game, and it's probably eventually that's going to go away to some level. But I still believe that running the football is winning football. Mm-hmm. And if you can keep a balance with your offense and defense, the thirty minutes each, you know, on both sides of the ball, you're have a lot better chance of winning. Then throwing the ball all over, and, and if you're the things, if you're gonna do, you have to execute, and it can't always be an eighty-yard bomb. You got to give your defense time mm-hmm. to relax. Because if you're playing a running gun team, you know if you're gassed, forget it. And I think that's why they've struggled against Purdue so much lately. Yeah, that's why Nebraska, even though they haven't beat them, except for last year, they haven't been able to. I mean, Nebraska moves the ball on them because they are a run-and-gun type offense, and they have been. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Nebraska's just struggled in many other aspects of offense. So do we want to uh, give Adam a call and see if he just wants to air this over on Nebraska Hawks Nest? It sounds better. So, yeah, we did our predictions last week. We're halfway through, so he couldn't count to seven. That's pretty tough. So Yeah. Yeah, Adam Dobbs, if you're listening, you got to go to math class. I haven't did, didn't teach you that in Des Moines, so. 
<laughs> what he's thinking Iowa's got gonna get seven wins. No, we got through seven games. He thought we Oh yeah, I see. He, he thought he went through six. I'm like, no, that's seven. I see. Don't most Iowa fans struggle with basic math? Yeah, one plus one equals three. <laughs> that is what it is. Man, whatever works. I'm hey, good with hey that. remember punting is winning. <laughs> we wouldn't know our punts get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, guys. Hey, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, yes, it has. Uh, not, not much trades. We talked a little bit of trades. We talked a lot more football today. And, and, and I would like to point out something here. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Iowa fans and Nebraska fan in the same room. Uh, there's no one's bleeding. Yeah. Not yet. You know, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, that's true. We could stop this and things could take a turn to the south. But uh, I think that it. For the most part, this this stayed pretty good natured. I don't think that, and and I I like that. I mean, I'll say this: of all the Iowa fans, I dislike, I dislike Travis the least. Wow, well played. <laughs> wow, considering all the bad all right, time let, I let me, every I, I need to dive into this a little bit because I know there's a compliment in there somewhere. I just got to find it. Hey, good I'm, luck with I'm that. An e- I'm an equal opportunity offender. We all know that. <laughs> all right guys <laughs> thank you very much uh you for, for uh, coming me. in and uh, uh talking uh, a lot of college football and a little bit of it yeah and we thank you for listening to this episode of uh it's friday 4 14 that's, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be you're right i still got a little bit of beer left <laughs> 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 until next time on circle of trades take care <laughs>